I don't suppose there's an easy way to explain what this is. It's some combination of story, study, outreach, and introspection. I do have a question, though. How's the weather in there? This is Seasons Within, and my name is Jesse Bailey. few things are constant. In the context of a single human lifespan, it could be argued that nothing is constant. I know. The only thing that stays the same is that nothing ever stays the same, but... Is that meant to be a comforting thought? It should be. It is if you really accept it. I try to think of this as a pragmatic sort of optimism. I can confidently label things impermanent and be reasonably optimistic that I will be... what? Correct? Or more prepared to adapt when that label proves accurate. Which I suppose offers comfort because... It means that I'm planning to be adaptable. But of course, the best laid plans. So that's where I stand. If truly planning ahead feels impossible in the face of change, then I must be content to tell myself that the plan is to be adaptable. Elegant. Simple. Pragmatic. I'm going to need some help with this. I reached out to a close friend. Hello? One cog in my perpetual adaptation machine is Brianna Myers. Uh, thanks? She inspires me to ask questions about my perspective. Oh, thank you. All I knew when I called her was that I wanted to tell stories about people. I wanted to tell stories that helped people make sense of their own lives. Or if we're all just throwing mud at a wall to see what sticks, then maybe there's some way that we could all share photos of our walls to see which spots hold the most mud. Um. But I also wanted to convey the fleeting nature of those moments that seem to offer clarity, but also to give those moments some room to breathe and live, and maybe some piece of those moments could float from me to you. Maybe I could share some of my precious, fragile peace with you, with anyone. I don't know. I mean... You could possibly use Vivaldi's Four Seasons. That's a pretty well-known um, work that everyone knows, and you could structure the podcast off of that, based off of those themes. I don't know if I could be less equipped for this conversation. I trust Bree, though. From here, for me, three things became immediately apparent. First, this is definitely the format I'm going to use for this podcast. Second, I need to start now, within the current season. Well, 
the current season where I live. And finally, and maybe most obviously, my first guest has to be Brianna Myers. Uh, hello, everybody. My name's Brianna Myers. Uh, I'm excited to be talking to you all. Um, Jesse had asked me to just give a little bit of background about myself since I'll be working with him on this podcast. Um, probably more in the background, more than the forefront. Um, but yeah, I, um, I had thought about Vivaldi, um, his four seasons for this podcast because I have a pretty deep relationship with music in general. Um, and that began when I was a child. I had, um, watched my grandma play the piano for years and I would jump up on the stool after her and try to just imitate what I saw and heard. Not that I was ever successful, but from there my passion just grew and grew. Um, I ended up doing my undergraduate degree in music performance. And then from there, um, <clears throat> I moved to my master's in music performance. Um, and then I did three years of my doctorate, completed my coursework, and then decided to take a step back um, to see if finishing that degree was really right for me. Um, and my instrument that I had a lot of fun with and that I studied um, was percussion. So that's kind of how I was able to relate um, music to the podcast and just, you know, throw that out there and, um, for Jesse to either take or not. And, um, it looks like we're going with it. So yeah, I'm excited and I hope you all enjoy. That I wanted to tell stories about people. I wanted to tell stories that helped people make sense of their own lives. Autumn. Being medicated and bipolar is a constant battle between two brains. Medicated and normalized feel like it's in the front part of my brain, like everything is in front of me. I see into the future more than I do the past or even the present. Bipolar feels like it hosts in the back of my brain, the back of my mind. It's heavier. It carries more weight and makes everything murky. Bipolar feels like two realities, but you constantly think you're in both until you leave one and realize the other one was actually you in one of your other two minds, manic and depression. So technically, there's three minds. The medicated mind that also has the unmedicated mind, which actually has two minds of its own. Wait, fuck. That's four minds. And here's my fifth mind thinking about those four minds because what the fuck is reality even these days? My present binormal mind is living in the middle of a pandemic. It's slowly tearing and mind two, three, four, and maybe five are slipping in. How's my friend? I haven't heard from him in a couple of days. Don't panic. Fuck. It's been four-ish days. I'll knock on his door if he doesn't answer. 
He's introverted anyways, probably just needs space with everything that's going on. This is all so much. I'm terrified to go outside. I lost my job. Everyone is dying, and I don't know when this will be over. It feels like we're in a pressure cooker, and this could quite possibly be the end. Fuck. This might be the end. End scene. Mind. X. I've always preferred the word autumn to fall. I guess it just feels more optimistic. This year, I feel strange about making all the little preparations we would normally make this time of year. Even if we're certain that in 2020, nothing about this is going to be normal, we, we sort of move through it as though it will, buying candy and decorations for our festive bowls and our walls. It's not really that we think everything will be the way it usually is. We're just, we're sort of reminding ourselves that someday it will be. We're reminding ourselves that it's all right to be optimistic, even now. Especially now. Still, some days are bad. Wrong. Just really, really hard. But, of course, we aren't really left with much time to deal with any of it. Time soldiers on. Some days unrelentingly, and other days with a sort of slow, gray drag. There's still a lot to do before the year is over, and it feels like it might be wrong to notice the leaves changing colors this year. Maybe it's not important to breathe deep in the morning when fog hangs for a moment longer on your lawn, tasting the moisture in the air for a breath before you open your eyes again. It could be called trivial to have that one last barbecue with plans for leftovers that you got the inspiration for a little too late in the day, but you're pretty sure you can get it all done before the sun goes down, or close enough. But the beauty of the world can't be diminished by the passage of time. It just changes. That's why we have to notice the leaves. They assure us in their own quietly pronounced way that change can matter and be good and real, even as sorrow may visit us. The fleeting nature of those mornings in which the sky forgets to fully retreat from the ground is the very thing that gives them importance. All things are temporary. It's an inescapable finality that looms always in the uncertain middle distance, but at the same time, it's a valuable and inviolable rule within which there is great peace and comfort. If all things are temporary, then by nature of being a thing, the suffering of any one person cannot last forever. Surely the barbecue thing is just a personal wish though, right? Just another attempt to abide by the version of an average autumn evening that feels like it should be the correct one. A surrender to the pressure to be nonchalant and witty about how everything is going to be normal again someday. No, I, I don't think it is, but I think it matters. I think it's, I think it's vital 
to choose to maintain our sense of spontaneity. We're living within a new framework, and it's fine, and it's necessary, and I appreciate the effort that we've all gone to and will continue to go to as we try to keep each other alive. But the new framework can feel a little too restrictive at times. For the record, I don't think it is, but I understand and have experienced the sensation that it is. So just do it. Don't worry about the clock. Just do the thing. Make the plan. Make it safe and make it happen. We have to remind ourselves that no matter how much we feel, our control dancing slowly away from us into the autumn breeze with the leaves and the dew and the fog and the smell of smoke and the little bits of ash, we still get to see the leaves change. We still get to smell the start of today. And damn it, we still get to decide when it's time to eat. Or if we're all just throwing mud at a wall to see what sticks, then maybe there's some way that we could all share photos of our walls to see which spots hold the most mud. When the body believes it is about to experience trauma, time seems to slow. Research from neuroscientist David Eagleman suggests that what actually happens is that our brain sort of kicks into serious mode. Instead of passively collecting and filing most of the information that it takes in to this unimportant file cabinet near the back, back which is what it normally does, it keeps all that information in very finely detailed order near the the front front of our consciousness in an attempt to give us the most accurate, complete picture of our surroundings possible, ostensibly in an evolutionary effort to allow us some extra time, as it were, to save our own lives. This is why when we fall, it can seem that the world around us enters slow motion. It's been four-ish days. We have what feels like forever to dread the coming impact. But what if that fall lasts for months at a time? What if that fall were a global pandemic? What the fuck is reality even these days? A lot of us have been feeling burnt out this year. Exhausted, spent, deflated, beaten, bruised, and flat. Our minds have been stuck in a constant state of expecting trauma. So it's no wonder that that state is starting to wear us down. We've been maintaining this laser focus on everything, work life, home life, school life, because it's all been changing almost by the minute. No task or plan seems insignificant these days. And with some of our concerns being literal examples of life or death, it's easy to let every worry command that same amount of our time and effort. So maybe it's not that we're actually burning out, but that we're stuck in that mid-trauma slowdown. And the unending absorption of every detail is simply creating a pile of mental clutter that is masquerading as burnout. So... 
uh, what? <laughs> Maybe we're not burned out, but we feel like we are, so what's the difference? There, there sure doesn't feel like there's a difference. We know, of course, that this is temporary, as all things are, but without knowing how temporary our circumstances are, it can be hard to keep our heads up. But if this research is any indication, we should be grateful for this time. Not grateful for the pain or the anxiety or the chaos, but for the actual time, the time itself. Whatever your situation, chances are that you've got more time on your hands than you're used to. So embrace it. Your brain is actively altering your perception of time to allow you time to plan, strategize, organize, survive. Do it. Do whatever you have to do to keep the overwhelming nature of our current reality from sinking its teeth into you. Maybe you've been meaning to really work on yourself, to get down deep to those issues that really affect how you go about your day. Maybe you've got a creative project that you just haven't been able to find the path for. Maybe there's a business idea that you always wrote off as unrealistic or too involved. Maybe there's nothing in particular that's begging for your attention, and that lack of passion is what's starting to get to you. This is the time to address those feelings. This is a long fall, and we still don't know when we'll hit the ground. But maybe when we do, we can hit it running. Seasons Within was created by Jesse Bailey with Brianna Myers. To hear more from today's guest, Brianna Myers, go to soundcloud.com slash Brianna Myers Percussion. Special thanks to Mark Cohen and Josh Manson. Vivaldi was brought to life by the Wichita State University Chamber Players, conducted by Robert Terriziani, with violin by John Harrison via Wikimedia. Seasons Within is distributed by the Twist My Arm Network. Visit twistmyarmpodcast.com to find more shows from the network or to get in touch. You can also follow us on Instagram at Seasons Within Podcast. I'm Jesse Bailey. Thanks for spending part of your season with us.